Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to another episode of My Violet Tendencies with me, Marvelous Matt Nix. And uh, today's a very special day, people, and I will tell you why. Because today is opening day for Major League Baseball. That's right, folks. Baseball is back, uh, or at least in the form that it is. It's a shortened season, 60 games. Uh, hey, I'm excited. I know the world's falling down around us, but this is like a little glimmer of, you know, normalcy back in our bleak existence. And, uh, you know, I know wrestling's been around. Wrestling's been happening, whether or not people like it or not. Um, wrestling's been going on, and that's been awesome to see. It's been fun to watch. Um, but, you know, we've been out, we've been without uh, professional sports in, in the United States and the world for quite some time now. So it'll be nice to see, uh, you know, our boys back out on the field, most specifically Chicago White Sox, who, uh, mark my words, they will be winning the World Series this year. I guarantee it. This week's episode, uh, I'm very, very excited for. It was a very fun conversation I had sitting down with uh, my dear old dad, Dan the Dad, not my actual father. Uh, you can go back and listen to episode three or four. I don't remember exactly which one. He was, I think it was four or five. Uh, where I did sit down with my actual father and talked. Um, it's a good episode. You should go listen to it. But this one, you shouldn't listen to now, because it's with me and Dan the Dad, and we talk about a whole bunch of stuff. Uh, it'll be very interesting. Uh, I want to give a quick shout-out to my Patreon subscribers. Uh, thank you guys so much for uh, giving me the couple bucks that you do. Uh, I promise you guys all I will have some new content coming out soon. Um... I haven't announced this yet, but I'm going to announce it right now. Uh, we're going to be doing some like watch-along podcasts uh, on the Patreon. Uh, $5. Uh, I'm going to be sitting down with uh, random people from the freelance roster. We're going to watch back uh, old freelance shows from the past, from the past six years. We're going to watch them, and we're just going to kind of like uh, talk about it as we're watching it and see what we say. And, uh, and if you want to watch along with us, you can listen. And, uh, and watch the show off of IWTV. Um, and if you're not a subscriber for IWTV, what are you doing with your life? You need to sign up right now. Go to independent.tv, independentwrestling.tv, uh, and sign up for uh, your free, tr you get a free week trial if you use our promo code, FREELANCE, all capital letters, and uh, check it out. Check out some uh, Freelance, check out some Beyond Wrestling, check out some Black Label, check out some uh aiw there's gcw's on there if you can watch battle arts man uh hell you can watch um nate webb cook stuff in his kitchen and it's literally one of the most incredible shows i've watched uh this entire quarantine so do yourself a favor go sign up for iwtv watch some freelance wrestling watch some uh watch watch the shows with us it'll be fun sign up for the patreon patreon.com backslash my violet podcast um, and if you want your own merchandise for the podcast, we have, uh, two different designs up on my pro wrestling tees page. Uh, one brand new design, uh, done by Dave Stankin, uh, big stank dog will co-host of the PWT cast. Uh, it's like an MTV inspired design. Uh, check it out. Go over to prowrestlingtees.com backslash Matt Nix to get your shirts now. And remember every single shirt that I sell for the, for the rest of this year, probably forever, uh, I'm going to be donating the proceeds every single month to different charities. 
Uh, I do have a very specific design on there. It's Matt Nix and the Purple Jack, his little cartoon guy of me. Any shirt of those that I sell will be donated to uh, Good Kids Mad City, which is a youth group here in Chicago that uh, works to help eliminate social injustices for uh, black and brown uh, kids on the south side. So it's awesome. It's all going to a good cause. If you don't want to buy the shirt, that's totally fine. But go out and donate. Donate. Help Help some cause. Help somebody. We all need a little help in uh, in the world today. So, uh, But yeah, without further ado, let's jump into this interview with Dan the Dad. Recording you, so just, just so you know. Got it. <laughs> <laughs> I consent. Thank you for giving me your consent on the recording. <laughs> Dude, so uh, uh how are you? <laughs> how you how have you been? Like I haven't talked to you like literally I think the last time I talked to you was the last freelance show that I think oh when your fucking car got busted into. Oh yeah. Um, that was a that was a fun night. That was a bad week cuz that was <laughs> was like the last show that we did and then that week was kind of when things started going downhill and stuff started like shutting down and then my car got broken into and then I think something else terrible happened that week but now I don't remember what it was cuz what is time and I don't know what what happened this year but um but yeah that's probably the last time we've uh hung out or spoken much there's not much to speak about cuz everything is just kind of the same but I, I know I, I feel bad I feel bad I haven't like reached out to a ton of people, but it's like there's just nothing to real really uh there's not much to chat about, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, and I feel the same way too. Like I'm like, ah, oh, there's so many people that like I feel like because people have random people have been hitting me up, like just kind of out of the blue. People that I didn't really think I would hear from and mm-hmm. just kind of be like, Hey, like hope you're doing well, like like what's going on? And I'm just like, I don't know, like nothing. <laughs> like just kind of hanging out and trying not to go crazy and but um but yeah no that was that i still feel so bad about like your car getting busted into specifically because uh, for anybody that doesn't know there's been like a problem at like logan square uh with just cars getting busted into in that lot area or just on the streets to just anybody and not just with with our shows but like with any show that happens there uh I think it got national news uh, uh, when Walter's UK title, WWE UK title got stolen and his gear bag and I think Thatcher's bag and their passports and everything. It was like a real big mess. And for some reason, the news called me to ask me about it. And I was like, I wasn't even there, but I'll talk to you guys. Did they ever um, find that? I, no. I don't think there was, there was never an update on that. No. I, th- th- honestly, like it's probably just sitting on some kid's wall. <laughs> Which is kind of hilarious. I kind of hope it does show up one day. Like, just like some guy just shows up at a freelance show just wearing it. And we're just like, oh, that's. Yeah, uh... because I think you probably would figure if you didn't really know what it was, you might think it was like a replica belt or something. So someone might have that and just not even know that it's like the real deal. And that's just really interesting that it's just, it might be in someone's just like stash of just stuff that they've acquired from. I don't know, breaking into cars or, or maybe got it from somebody else or whatever, but it's probably, I'm sure it's not like going up on eBay or anything. Cause somebody would spot it and be like, Oh, oh shit. I thought about going around and checking like all the pawn shops and like the surrounding area. Just kind of like, what if this thing shows up like that? That would be pretty funny. Um, I wouldn't, I wouldn't bet against it. I'm sure it's somewhere. <laughs> 
but like but I, I feel specifically bad because like this happened so many times and I'm just like, you know what? I'm nobody's going to do anything about it. The cops weren't doing anything about it. I'm going to do something about it. I'm going to hire my own security to like come and watch the cars and just like, you know, make people feel safe, safe, safe to come because nobody wants to like come to a show and like be worrying about, like, oh, shit, like, is my car going to be OK? Like, you know, what what other show like do we ever have to think about that? Usually never. But um but then we 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 find this guy who like first the first couple of times he was there he did a great job, but then for some reason I think he just got comfortable in his spot or whatever and 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 he you said you fo- you saw him like he was watching porn on his phone in his car or on his that iPad was, or something that was allegedly because I <laughs> Cody Lane was with me uh, he had driven 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 from St Louis with me and he claims that he did see him watching porn. I did not see that, so I cannot confirm that, but he... Well, like, he why would you lie about that? <laughs> I don't know. That's such a, like... I, I When when you guys told me that, I was, like, literally just like, ah, you're kidding me, right? Like, mm-hmm. but, like, well, like that's such, a, like, an obscure thing that I'm like, I, I have to believe it. Like, I, I don't understand. Like, I wouldn't... I have no reason not to believe you guys. Like, but... Yeah, yeah. that guy... That was a f- interesting night, especially after that. Like everybody was kind of like, everybody was a little hot at him, and it, people were. I was trying to like just diffuse it, like every kind of argument happening in that parking lot that night. But no, he will. He will definitely never be back as a as a security guard. That's like uh, the fourth. I think the fourth window that I've had smashed out in my car in the past like maybe two years or so and not once have i ever gotten anything stolen that was of value it's always just i was stupidly left like this last one happened a a couple months ago um in st louis and i had left like a cooler bag in my back seat and it was like kind of like a black bag so i could see why someone might have thought it was like a laptop bag or something but smashed the window out grabbed it and then all the cans and stuff were just like all over the car and it was just like well like I'd almost be like less upset if like they got me for something when it's just like this inconvenience that I have to pay. Like you, at least somebody would have gotten something out of the deal. But now the only people getting something out of the deal is like the glass doctor people because they yeah the guys that are putting in the new windows. (laughs) God, I'm sure. I feel like there's got to be some sort of like conspiracy where these guys are going around busting windows around logan square and there's some guy that has a the glass doctor in in chicago is like yes i I would would get all the wrestling fans i would not be surprised at all (laughs) god well nobody's got to worry about any any cars getting busted into i mean sure it's still probably happening but no no no, nobody uh no wrestling shows at least Yeah, yeah the guy yeah you you mentioned earlier you were uh, watching some baseball. Are you excited for baseball coming back? I'm super excited. I was watching um, Cardinals and Royals last night in their little, little exhibition game before the season. And then, uh, yeah, we start up tomorrow, and that'll be cool. It'll be cool actually playing the White Sox more than we usually do. Um, mm-hmm. Just it's all set up. So I think we usually play the White Sox like every maybe one series, like every couple of years. Probably not, not even that frequent, but. So that'll be interesting. And then playing that game in the uh, in Iowa at that field, that weird field of dreams, cornfield oh, yeah. stadium they built for no reason. But that'll be <laughs> interesting to watch. Well, they, they'd been working on that for a while. And like I was I was trying to get tickets to that game, like prior to, you know, the world shutting down. But uh, 
like I've been to the Field of Dreams like before, and it's like it's pretty cool. Like it's it's kind of just like a baseball field in the the middle of a cornfield. <laughs> like it, what you'd expect. And stuff. Yeah, <laughs> but they built like a nice like like a minor league baseball stadium there, and like I was like, oh, that's like really weird. And I was like, that'd be a cool game to go to. And but then it it sold out so fast, and and it was like really expensive tickets and. And then obviously everything shut down. I had tickets for opening day this year. Um, really? Yeah. And, and and I was like, oh, this will be so much fun. Like, I've never been to an opening day. Like, uh, like me and a bunch of the guys were going to go. And, and then obviously everything shut down. And then they, like, wouldn't refund me my ticket. <laughs> really? Because, like, I, I, and I actually I was the fool. And I, I was like, yeah, don't worry. I'll, I'll get everybody's tickets. You guys just send me money. And then, uh, yeah, then, then they wouldn't give me the refund because they, like, wouldn't. They didn't list it as like a canceled event yet. It was like, oh, this is rescheduled. And then it took until they announced the season for this for this like shortened season that they were like, okay, now it's canceled. And I was like, mm-hmm. damn, I bought these back in like February and like didn't get my refund until July. I was like, that's crazy. Yeah, it's been such a weird thing. Just with like all events, whether it's like concerts and, and stuff where it's like, yeah, like they keep trying to like defer be like oh we'll do it next year and your ticket's good for next year and, and i think there was such an been such an outrage from people um that they're finally starting to get refunds but i think even like some of the big like ticket like ticket master and stuff are just like screwing people out of out of some of that because yeah like you said like technically the the event is rescheduled not canceled and that's all just a bunch of bullshit really <laughs> yeah it's it's it definitely sucks and like it sucks like that that things are getting like pushed back for next year like uh like for me personally i was like looking really like i always look forward to like going to riot fest every year here in chicago and like the lineup that they had this year was like insane and they had you know uh, my chemical romance is like reuniting and i was like oh this is gonna be so sick and then like everything started shutting down and i'm like well maybe like you know september's like far enough away it might be cool <laughs> and then it just like it seemed like it was like i i, I feel like around like may i was like i could see it maybe happening <laughs> and then like they didn't say anything until like i think like last month and they were just like yeah we're pushing it to next year but like all the same bands are coming back and they have like a bunch of, they added like a bunch i think smashing pumpkins are playing now too which i was like that's cool like just add it all on no yeah i think that's the funny thing about all this is it's like you know April, May went by and it was like, okay, well, this isn't so bad. It's still a few months away from all these, you know, you know, the stuff that's going to be going on. It can probably still happen and this and that. And then just as I think getting into like June, it was just like, I think for me, it just all set in. It was just like, oh, this is, there's no end in sight to this. Is there (laughs) like, it's like, I guess we'll, we'll just take it month by month at this point, but it's, it's been it's been it's been rough, but at least like I don't know, I'm I'm sort of settled into a groove at least. And I think a lot of people are at least more used to what's going on. So that's that's helped, I guess, but still, you know, eager to for life to resume, obviously. Yeah, it's it's weird. It's weird to see how well everyone's kind of adapted. Like like you said, everyone's kind of comfortable with their like their routine now. Like everybody kind of gets it, like for the most part. Like I know they're still like I, I I'll see people like come into the grocery store with like with no mask on and i'm just like come on it's like it's not that hard like nobody yeah. wants to wear these fucking masks but like you know you just gotta fucking suck it up for like 20 minutes or however long you're, you're going somewhere like it's not that long and 
and even so, it's not the end of the world. Like, I mean, well, it might be, but yeah, I don't even think it's that bad. Sometimes it's just like I, I feel like even after it's all when the dust settles on all this, I still feel like I might wear a mask to the grocery store just because of like germs. Like, I mean, just, yeah. just like not only are you keeping COVID germs away, you're keeping people's flu and common cold germs and everything. So it's like, I don't know, it's such a strange thing that like, you know, like like Japanese culture, it's just it's totally normal. Like people just wear them everywhere and there's nothing weird about it. And it's strictly for public health purposes. And I would be down for America to just adopt that as like a just a thing. Like it's not weird for someone just to wear a mask into the grocery store, or Walmart or whatever. And and that's cool. And I think it's at least like getting over the hump of, of a bit of people being resistant to it. Now it's like I think you're getting over over that 50 percent amount of people are are totally into it and i think it's only going to keep going up just as people just you know they realize that it's not going anywhere like i once i realized that like masks were going to be like a permanent thing i just went and like bought like some nice ones because it's going to be an investment it's like people people also walking around with you know, the cheap little you know dollar disposable mask on and it's like well of course it's uncomfortable but you can spend ten dollars on one and you've got one that is way more comfortable and breathable or and has your sports team on it. So, like, I don't know. I don't <laughs> see any big deal with that. And it's just, hopefully, we'll just get there to where it's uh, just about everybody on board with it. And then, and I guess, I'm sure that won't solve the problem, but at least it's a, it's something we can all do. Like, I I, I, I hate feeling helpless about it. Because it's like, I feel like wearing the mask, I, I feel like I'm doing some, doing at least, like, some sort of part to to be helping with the situation instead of just like sitting at home, like all sour, like oh, I can't do anything about this. And that's almost like the worst part is just kind of the helpless feeling sometimes. No, I, I definitely feel the same way. And uh, like, especially like at the beginning of all this, when like, it was like no wrestling happening and everyone's like, Oh fuck, what are we, what are we going to do? Like a lot of people, <laughs> like a lot do. of people <laughs> depend on, on the wrestling money for their, for their yeah. like livelihoods. And, and like the first thing I thought of was like, oh shit, like I have this, like we have our, our warehouse at Pro Wrestling Tees with the ring and like, it's really nice, brand new. It's very clean. I was like, maybe we could do something here and like donate the money to people that like need it and shit. And, and it like, it, it all kind of came, came, kind of came together really quickly and I wasn't really sure exactly how it was going to work. And, and then obviously we ended up having to like not do it because like the city ended up shutting down and um but it's like it it was at that moment that i was like oh this is like real real like this is this i was like this is gonna be i i, I didn't i honestly when like the show started popping up again and we'll talk about that in a second um like i was like oh i don't think that like wrestling is gonna happen for a while and the fact that we were able that that, that companies have been able to to start doing stuff like game changer has um uh well mid-south but but like you guys are are, are gearing up for a show is it this that's not this weekend is it or is it next weekend next uh, next, next, next weekend and like you guys are like everybody's coming out with like they're like okay these are our guidelines these are these are the rules that you have to do everyone wears a mask you know social distance proper hygiene uh sanitizing uh so i i guess if do you want to talk about like with glory pro uh you guys have the show coming up next week um talk about that like how did that came together the the idea of like let's let's do this i guess and and i guess the stress behind it yeah it is stressful but i think i mean we we, we just kicked around ideas like you know obviously like the, the outdoor thing kind of seems 
like the ideal uh thing to do but then at the same time you you see some of these videos for some of these shows and you and not to anyone's fault and not to, to talk down about it but there are you know you'll you'll see people you know with their mask off or you know wrestlers flying into the crowd and the car mm-hmm. the crowd scattering and it kind of like you, the social distancing kind of breaks down just a little bit and it's nice that it's outside but i think some sometimes the outside almost like makes people a little bit less careful yeah so, so when we couldn't really find like a, a really good outdoor thing to do, we just like, okay, we'll just do a regular venue. And it's a pretty, it's a, it's a large space. Um, and we're only going to fill it to like, maybe not even 25% capacity, probably even less than that in terms of like the entire, uh, you know, fire code of the place. But, but everyone, you know, we'll, we'll have barricades set up around the ring, like probably like eight feet from the ring. So there'll be a bunch of space around the ring. So wrestlers won't be anywhere near the fans really um no wrestlers going into the crowd or anything probably even hardly leaving the ring you know there's there's really no need for that just have your match in the ring um you know the the chairs spaced out you know maybe I'll, i think we're, we're thinking uh you know two by two with with uh you know the the proper distancing between each each set of seats and and everyone's getting uh we we ordered some glory pro uh masks to to give everybody who's coming and uh, and in the city of St. Louis, it's a it's a mandate that you have to wear masks um, in, in indoors when social distancing is impossible. So everyone's going to be wearing the mask. Everyone's going to be sitting in their seat and we'll and we'll do the show. And I I feel a little more comfortable with that than, you know, everyone kind of up and moving around and gathering together in, in groups and stuff. And I think it's just a different way to do it. And I think I think we'll we'll have a, a, a really nice setup um, for everybody that's going to be safe and um i'm a, i'm just a, like i'm a, a big believer in mass and i think we we can we can do things like this if we just throw them on and and stay put in your seat and i i think that that'll be all good um but i guess we'll we'll see how it goes i'm i'm pretty confident that it'll it'll go off without a hitch though that's and it's really cool to see like at least for me like you know as a, as another promoter like uh like I, i'm like i don't know what to do or like how to do things like I was very like skeptical at first like I'd be like obviously I want to I want to do I want to be running shows but like I don't necessarily need to be right now and especially in Chicago like the the it's it's been very strict here as far as like things that we can and can't do we started we actually are starting to dial back uh things here on starting this Friday they're going to be closing down like uh inside bars and like stuff like that which is like it's stuff that I'm like did we really need that to be a thing? I mean, I get it. Like there's, there's so many people that like that, that have those jobs, those bartenders jobs that like need, they need to be working. They need to be out there. They need to be doing stuff. Uh, but like, it's kind of like counterintuitive, like, cause you're kind of just like opening it up and be like, Hey people come on in. And like, you know, it's how, how do you social distance that way? And it's like, people are drinking, they're getting drunk. They're leaning over and talking to somebody like close to their face or, you know, spitting or singing or whatever. Um, I think that just kind of like boils down to like, I think that they're, you know, the, the government needs to be t- taking care of these people better. But like, again, like how it's, it's kind of like a, yeah, here's my, this is my problem. How do you fix that? I don't know. That's like, nobody, nobody really knows right now. And it's scary. Yeah. I think the bot, the, that's probably the biggest thing I would point to as being like the one thing the one thing in particular that probably shouldn't have reopened is, is bars. And just for that, just for the reason of, you know, you're, you're 
mingling about and you're going to get drinks and then you're removing your mask to drink your drink and then you're you see your friend over at the bar and you're standing there and talking to him and then you see someone else over there and it's just the whole environment that that just doesn't doesn't play well with with what's going on but i guess when it comes to you know going to a show whether it's a wrestling show a comedy show a, a concert or something i think there's ways to do it that I think if people just come in and sit in their seat and and respect each other's space and res- respect that, you know, they need to have their mask on, I think it's it's doable because I think that's that's not where you're, where you're seeing all this transmission. The transmission comes from you know pe- you know gathering in in large groups, you know, close in close proximity and and kind of mingling about. So yeah, I'm I'm not I've I've not been to a bar since you know obviously like february march and i think that's just the that's the type of place that that should be uh should probably stay closed for now just just for that reason because it's uh i don't know there's no way to to do that safely yeah it's it's definitely going to be at least in the next couple months uh hopefully like you know i know with with everything that was going on with like the protests and everything like that kind of like unfortunately caused things to spike a little bit and uh this is a very like covid heavy conversation (laughs) (laughs) i feel like i know i know it's it's (laughs) funny because like the last like i feel like if you go back and listen to like the last like how since i since since the quarantine started i feel like every single episode that i've put out at least for like you know 10 15 20 minutes like we talk about like covid stuff and and i'm just like i feel like i feel like i'm like oh people are probably sick of hearing about this shit because like they get it like everybody knows what's fuck's going on but like but it is i guess it's interesting to hear like from other people's perspectives of how they're handling shit and like you know how we're we're just trying not to like fucking lose our minds so i guess like like what have you been doing (laughs) in your in your free time um you know aside from from like working and stuff like uh any any hobbies that you picked up like i, I know for me like i i was never really a, like a a big video game player like as an adult but like i've picked up like a lot of games now and i'm just like oh this is pretty sweet uh mm-hmm. like reading comic books and shit i, I don't know like what has the dad been doing <laughs> um i guess appropriately enough i i went and bought like a a net for the backyard to hit golf balls into. So I'm working on, on my golf swing to maybe get, I'm not like a big golfer or anything, but I was like, ah, this is a, a thing that I can do in my backyard and is, could be fun to go do. And with my friends, I got friends who golf and stuff. So I've been hitting golf balls for like 20, 30 minutes a day when I'm not, you know, taking, need a break from work, um, working from home, which has been nice. So no, no, nice. no worries there. Um, reading a little bit more i've been i've been reading like i decided i wanted to read a book on every u.s president just oh, like interesting just like i don't know i think this, the country has just gotten so weird and i want to know what makes it so weird and you'd be surprised with like especially just kind of starting off with some of like stuff about the revolutionary war and the very early days of america and it's like it makes a lot of sense that we got to this point because america was founded by a bunch of uh farmers who just wanted to be not be told what to do so of course uh you know fast forward a few hundred years the people still don't want to be told what to do so it's just kind of to me i'm just kind of interested in like what how like where, where the country started and just kind of the ups and downs that went through to to get to where we are so i guess I've got the time to take a, a deep dive into that, but, um, 
I don't know. For some reason, I'm into like Revolutionary War stuff. Like, uh, I mean, like Hamilton obviously was awesome. I, I had not seen it. I'd I only heard seen it. It's one of those things where it's like I've heard like the songs, but like I didn't get it because like it needs context. But once you actually watch it, you're like, that's so catchy and so good. <laughs> so I got into I got into that, and um, yeah, you know, just finding other other little things, um, just checking out movies that I hadn't really seen. Um, TV show, I HBO was a real game changer. I never had HBO, Yo. and then I get HBO, and it's like Curb Your Enthusiasm is the greatest show show ever made. <laughs> like I was, I had liked it before because I had seen like a few episodes, but just going and like watching all that and like all the movies they had on there. Um, I watched. I've been. They've got a few good like documentaries on there, and I just watched one about. Um, just since we were talking about baseball before, it's uh, it's about um, like knuckleball pitchers you know knuckleballers and like mm-hmm. kind of the the weird the weirdness of that pitch and like how like how few pitchers have been able to do it and like how like yeah, like like the follows like R.A. Dickey and Tim Wakefield and like the it's like the two like modern day um you know knuckleball pitchers who are, had success with it and it's like it's super interesting and I, I think I just put it into like a wrestling uh perspective kind of like what i went through kind of going from being like just like a wrestler and then kind of getting into more like the character stuff once once dan the dad started becoming a thing and it's like it's such a similar thing with these knuckleball pitchers because like they were like good pitchers but like not great and they weren't really getting good opportunities or anything and then one day someone was just like hey why don't don't you try the knuckleball and see if you can do that well and then they practice it and practice it and practice it and then you know, became these great pitchers using this like weird pitch that, you know, not many people could do. So it's like, I was watching it. I was like, oh, that's, a, that's such a, a a cool parallel to like, you know, someone who might be, be in wrestling who, you know, they're just trying to be a wrestler. They're trying to keep up with everyone's athleticism, but it's just hard because some of these guys are just freak athletes and far be it for me to like <laughs> to keep up with some of that. So um you know just to go a different direction with it and do something that like nobody else is doing really um was kind of cool so i thought that was a good documentary i think it's just called knuckleball or something but check that out that was pretty cool that sounds pretty good i like that's on hbo you said yeah yeah it's on there um and then i nice. watched i finally watched that andre the giant documentary they put out that was oh pretty my good. god did you get did you did you uh tear up at the end a little bit i i <laughs> it's I, I, it gets pretty I, heavy. It's super heavy, and I um, actually have a couple of these. Like, have you read either of those like um, comic books about Andre the Giant? I forget who they're by. There's like two of them that came out. They're like little graphic novels just about his life. No, that um, sounds pretty. Cool. Check, uh, check them out. I'm sure you can find them. Um, but they're they're pretty cool, and just kind of go through his whole life and just like the like a graphic novel format. So having like read read those. Again, I kind of knew the whole story, but it's still it's still cool to hear like all everyone just kind of talk about Andre and like just like what a what a cool guy he was, but like what a what a super like like how much pain that 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 he went through through his life just by being so big is just just it's existing. Like, yeah, like your your existence is pain. Like that's such a that's <laughs> such a heavy concept, but uh, but he became such a big star, and that's like super inspiring and super sad. But no, I really like that one too. It kind of it kind of made me have a whole new respect for him because obviously, like, you, you growing up, you always hear the name Andre the Giant. You know, like, oh, this guy's this guy's a legend. Like he, you know, he did this and this. But like, it I, it really took me to like kind of see this 
documentary and see see everything that he did and see you know the impact that he had on the business and and again to, uh, like you said to see how much pain he was in just all the time uh it, it's kind of just like wow like this guy was like literally the like he was he was the he was the biggest star in wrestling probably ever and you know to see what what he did and, and what he accomplished was, was pretty cool mm. Yeah, just 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 sad to sort of like when they start talking about like, you know, that doctors kind of had ways that they could have helped him a bit, like with whether it was surgeries or treatments for um, for his disease. And he just sort of just he didn't want any of that. And that, I think that's the saddest part is it's like I don't think anyone will really know for sure, like why he he wouldn't have wanted those treatments or the surgeries or anything to feel better. So it's just a whole it is a it is quite a heavy, heavy story, but but it is cool to see like how, how like happy he made people and like what, what good friends he was with everybody, uh, you know, in the locker room and stuff like that. Oh, th- I love the, the stories of him just like fucking with people <laughs> because he just, because he just could. Yeah. What were you going to say? You're going to stand up to the, the biggest dude ever. Like, no, take <laughs> it. Yeah. That's so funny. Have you, um, uh, speaking of HBO, have you, have you seen that Watchmen series yet? I started it a little bit. I haven't gotten into it just yet. I'll have to kind of make some more. It's it's got of a bit a bit of a heavy setup, so I I think I need to to really like I can't I can't throw it on while I'm working or or reading or something. Like I got to really like pay attention to it. So I I watched like the first episode and I and I liked it. I just gotta I gotta take the time to kind of like hone in on that. But I hear I hear it's very good and I I definitely wanna wanna finish it. Soon. It's it's really good and it it it's you'll see if if you if you finish watching it it it's it's very eerie how topical it is especially with everything happening in our in our current climate yeah um, for, that, for that to come out like what like let I me mean, i was like last year like you know kind of a way before you know everything that happened this year that's it, it's but it's crazy because it's like it, it's eerie but also it's not because like these are the problems that have existed in the country for a long time so it's mm-hmm. like it's, it's not so much that like Oh, it predicted this problem would happen. It's it's so it's more so that you know maybe we ignored the problem uh, as it's been going on for literally generations. So it's uh, yeah, it's very very poignant, uh, very poignant topic that they chose to to go with for that one. Yeah, it, it's definitely was a it's, it's been a powder keg that is just it was a matter of time before this thing was just going to explode. And I think mm-hmm. the the combination of you know people being pent up at home and in, in, in their quarantine and just being angry and frustrated. And, and just that was really just the spark that lit everything off. And hopefully, you know, we'll be enough to bring enough change, maybe not tomorrow, maybe not next year, but you know, in due time, I think, you know, this is, this was a definitely a big wake up call for a lot of people in this country. Yeah. It's wild to see. I mean, just look at, you know, the NFL for, as a good example of like Colin Kaepernick, kneels for the national anthem and everyone loses their mind and the nfl's like you know they vilify him they vilify him they try to sweep the whole thing under the rug and 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 force him out of the league and then you know fast forward i mean what six six years i think or or so and and uh now the nfl's changed their tune on it and it's just sort of like I feel like maybe the NFL is a bit of a barometer for how, you know, for a public opinion, because they're the biggest sports league and they're always going to sort of swing whichever direction they need to, to, to keep their fan base happy. So if they're willing to swing 
that way uh, and, and, and take, you know, more of the Black Lives Matter stance. I think that's a good indication that, you know, at least over half of the country is is on board with that, which is which is encouraging because it's I don't think these big corporations like, like, yeah, you're going to sort of take the side of whatever, you know, is the hot topic of of the day, which is which that which it is at this at this time. But um, for something like like the NFL and Major League Baseball and, and all these sports leagues, the, you know, the Redskins changing their name, it's just like it's crazy. This like all this stuff should have happened years ago but it's i guess there's no time like the present to you know start making these changes so it's there's some there's some good stuff coming it's not it's not all bad no absolutely it, and it it's definitely one of those things where you, like you said that all these like the uh companies and teams that are changing like you know changing their names from these racially insensitive like images and stuff and you know i growing up you just see this stuff and you're like is that okay? Like everyone's kind of, I guess everyone's cool with this. Like I, I was like, I think that's a little weird. Like, you know, the, the, the Redskins, I was like, Oh, that's like, that's like kind of really racist. Right. And, and just <laughs> nobody really, yeah. nobody ever said it. But then like, I, I, you know, I do some research, you know, quick, quick Google search here and there and you look and you see, Oh no, people are actually really pissed about this, but just mm-hmm. not enough people. And you know, that, everything's kind of just falling, falling into place right now. Like as far as like, truly creating uh you know a, a culture that's actually like equal or you know as close as we can get closer i mean it's still a long way to go but um you know any 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 progress is is good so um but yeah you know still a long way to go with with a lot of this the actual change i think that because then you look at something like washington and uh, you know them changing their name. It's it's still a very symbolic gesture, and it's like there's still things that need to be done that are actual actual change. I think even when it comes to like the, the social media and people that call for you know all this stuff to to change, and it's almost like to to see some actual action would be nice instead of just kind of people shouting about things. And and I know that that's gonna that's gotta come <laughs> gotta come from you know, people like that can actually have power to make those changes. But, uh, you know, sometimes there can be a bit of a, uh, you know, people think that it's enough just to, to get on social media and say, you know, I support this. And then that's great. There's nothing wrong with doing that. But, you know, I'm, I, for one, I'm like a person that I want to, I want to see change and get involved with, with actual change. That's, that's, that's good for people. And I, I'd love to just see, uh, and I think like 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 the the Gen Z kids seem to be like really all about that. Like they're the ones out getting out and protesting, you know, without with like at the drop of a hat. They were just like, let's do this. And it's like it's kind of a it's cool to see that generation, you know, really get swept up in 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 actual change and not not focusing too much on the on the symbolic change or just, you know, just saying the right things to the right people type of thing on on Twitter or whatever. So I I dig what the what the kids are doing, as they say. <laughs> Damn right. I, I do too. And and hopefully uh hopefully they set the tone of making this a better world for everybody else, generations to come. I hope so. Gen what's what's after Gen Z? We're back to A? Double uh, A. Uh, Degeneration X. Like, yeah, what? I don't know. Like, are are we considered Gen Gen X or Gen Y? Uh, Y. I don't even know what why they're called millennials or we're called millennials, but I, that whole system confuses me. I, I think people just decide 
Like I so, think even even the cutoff for Gen Z is like it's like did 9-11 affect you in some way? And if the answer is no, <laughs> or if you don't remember 9-11, you're Gen Z. But if you do remember 9-11, you're a millennial, which is just like, I guess <laughs> that's what the, that's how they decide that. Oh man. Yeah. It's, it's like, it's like, a, it's like those, uh, fucking, what is it? The, the astrology signs or your horoscope signs that they, that, that change now too. I don't know if you saw that. Oh, I, I don't, that's not something I mess with. I don't, <laughs> like, I change, just saw, I thought it. Oh yeah, I don't know. Like I, I had seen something where they were just like, "These are the new horoscope signs," and it was like all the dates were like weird. And I was like, "I don't know. I'm a Scorpio. That's <laughs> Scorpions are cool. I'm just gonna stay with that." Yeah, but that's not something I fool with. You know, good for you. If, if you understand that stuff and it actually affects you on a day to day basis, then that's cool. But uh, for me personally, I don't. I don't get the the energy from the stars too much, but and maybe I just don't know it. Who knows? Well, we are, we all have a little bit of stardust in us. I I'll take your word for it. I don't know. <laughs> oh no, it's that's a thing. It's not a conspiracy, but like I, it's it's some sort of like some they did some stu- some sort of study that they were like every every person on Earth every every I should say every living thing on Earth has some percentage of like star matter or star dust or whatever the fuck they called it just like energy this this element or energy that that was created in the in the universe when the universe was created it's just a part of everything it's just it was everywhere and because it just it just expelled itself out and and everywhere uh, i just sound like a crazy person now but like no I <laughs> I, it's I shit it. like that i like i like i like learning about shit like that that's a lot of stuff that I, I kind of got into more was uh, was just reading into like a lot of space stuff and just like, you know, if I paid attention in school and didn't become a wrestler, I could have I been an astronaut maybe. But uh, well, now, now, you know, you can just take a vacation to Mars. With, I think within our lifetime, you'll be able to just like go to space for fun. Oh, yeah, I think so. I think. In our lifetime, they'll have like at least like the first like oh like we're gonna do the first colony on Mars, guys. Uh, who wants to go? And I'll be like, yeah, I'm I'm uh, I'll go. I want to go. Please, please let me go. <laughs> it'll be like eighty, but the uh, it'll still be cool. You can just you can live out your final days in space. How cool is that? You could be like, I died on Mars. There's worse ways to go. Yeah, for real. We've we've already ruined this planet enough. Let's go to another one and do it there. <laughs> Maybe we'll see. Um, one thing I did want to get into uh, with you, and I'm sure, like, if you've done, you probably answered this question like a million times on other podcasts and stuff too. But like, and I kind of know a little bit of the story, at least just from being around people. But do you want to talk about the Dan the Dad character and like what? what was the i guess reasoning for like changing because like we've all been like i'm the wrestler guy like i was like all i've done like my entire life and then i was just like hey one day i i found this fucking purple jacket in a drugstore and i was like i could probably use this for wrestling and just turn that into you know whatever the fuck i am but like what was like your kind of your inspiration or like motivation as far as to switch switch things up into more character driven stuff and how have you enjoyed it more instead of, uh, you know, bumping like a million times during a match? 
Yeah, I don't bump anymore, so that's that's the best part. But um, no, like I was kind of talking like that that knuckleball documentary. I felt like I identified with because I felt like I went through that same type of thing where it's like you're just kind of like going through the motions. You're like, I'm this wrestler, you know. I'm trying, you know, I'm trying to keep up with everybody, and I'm not terrible at it. Like it's it's almost like at a certain point, I would have rather. I was just terrible at it. So I could be like, Oh, this isn't for me. And then you would probably just quit. But it's like when you're sort of mediocre at something or like you can keep up, but you're not like excelling. I think that sort of lights a certain fire. That's like, I know I, it's like, you know, you can do it. You just don't have the pieces together. And it's just like, I think like I, I made a big, a pretty big investment in like, Danny Adams and I was doing one with like the no new friends thing and the like the branding of all that and so it was like really scary when it started like not that it wasn't like not like it wasn't not working but it wasn't working you know to a level that I wanted to be at and it's like Mm -hmm. at a certain point you just like all right let's just let's just throw it all away and and make a change because and that was the hardest part because it's like you like I just bought all this gear and I just trademarked no new friends and and all these like things that are like big investments and then uh, at the end of the day it was just like there was this idea that you know just came it came literally because ethan page saw me wearing a dad hat that i got at the alamo in san antonio because uh, fuck you julian i wanted to i wanted to buy a hat and have a souvenir <laughs> but everyone made fun of me for this hat that i bought because it was a dad hat and then it just was like and it just it was like a rib where it was like, oh, you're Dan the dad. And then as the idea started kind of like going and and I think like the whole like dad joke, it, it's it's funny because like it's like our generation is starting to become parents. Mm-hmm. And like like my gimmick before was like the millennial. But like now millennials are becoming dads. And then you see a lot of like TikToks and Instagram accounts and these like these these funny things that sort of like call attention to like oh we're all getting older and we're all becoming like our dads and then like as as I started paying attention to those and you know just paying attention to myself and it's like well I'm not like Mr. Cool I'm not this super cool guy that I'm trying to portray in the ring as Danny Adams I'm really kind of a dork I like classic rock and I can it's like you have to almost start like just leaning into what you're really into and what you can actually like portray and that's not that's believable and uh you know not not coming off as super phony so i think like dan the dad just it wasn't phony it was like it was i i legitimately do feel old i'm 27 now be 28 and way too soon so it's like uh kind of getting into that and then getting the character together and then just getting then just trying it I, i i tried it for the first time like up at a a show in Canada um, that, you know, it was my first time there and I've, probably not a place I'll be back to. I think it was called like border town wrestling or something up in Ontario. And uh, they were just like, I oh, don't do whatever. So I was like, All right, I'll, I'll, do, I'll do Dan the dad. Like, why not? I, I, I had um, Ethan price was my tag team partner. And his gimmick is that he's like a, he's like the big strong boy. Like he's a very young looking guy. I mean, he's like 25, but he looks like he's uh, 15. <laughs> but so I was like, so like, why don't I just be like your stepdad or something? And we'll just play, play with that in this tag match against <laughs> Shane Saber and Cody Lane. And we just had fun with it. And then afterwards, you know, like, and, and the match was, was fun and it was good. And, and then afterwards, I think 
that was the most I've I've had like as, as far as especially wrestling at a new place that no one had ever seen me before. So many people were coming up being like, "You were so great," you know. Dan the Dad was so funny, and and that's like it clicked just like doing it one time, and it was like I, these people were entertained by me. It's not like I feel like sometimes as wrestlers we're kind of going out to sort of like live out our dream and be like this person that we sort of envisioned when we were kids. And it becomes kind of this big, like, Oh, I just want to, I'll do the moves that I want to do that I think are cool that, that pop me. Mm-hmm. And it's like, it's like when you finally get to that point where you're like entertaining people, uh, because you're, you're giving them something that they relate to. It's like, it clicks and it becomes a lot more fun because you become an entertainer. You become, um, somebody that people are actually, they actually want to see the character and they want to see what you do next. And it's not, it's not like they're just, you know, watching you because you just happen to be the guy in the ring at the time. It's just, it's, it's just people are just more engaged. And and when you can, like I said, like give them something that, that they relate to and you kind of put aside, you know, just putting out these things that only you might relate to. And, and that does work for some people. I, I don't say that like everybody needs to, to do what, what some of us like, you know, Danhausen and Alley Cat and, and Warhorse have done where we kind of create these different characters um, and different personas, but it's something to try, especially if it's something that you're not, you know, if you're a wrestler and you're, you've been going, you've been at it for a few years and you're just not really catching on as, as much as you want to. Um, there's, it's a great way to just sort of uh, get to that next level. If you can really find something that people can, can get behind and, and and sink their teeth into so um yeah like i said like i, I did it the one time and, and and from there it was just like all right i'm not i'm not, never gonna be danny adams again i'm never gonna try to be like mr cool guy anymore it's it's <laughs> Dan the dad forever like it it was just so much fun and and it it just it's just more fun to to be somebody that that people can uh be entertained by instead of you know doing performing you know just just for yourself you're performing for the people so that's that's what i dig about it and that's it's been a lot more fun and i've had a lot more success with it so and even before with with like you know mania week this year was going to be like awesome for me like i i think i I, for last year i i did one battle royal for black label pro that was my only oh yeah i remember (laughs) <laughs> yeah so like i did that and I, and i was grateful for that because it, well, that was my first wrestlemania week booking and i had a lot of fun with it but it was it was one it was one booking and then you know this upcoming this this past year i was gonna have i had i had six but it might have been even more than that just mm-hmm. just to go from one year to the next to, to have that that increase for for something like that it's just like a a way it's to awesome. kind of it's kind of a barometer to be like okay this is definitely working because it's again people are are into it and, and paying attention so um so and i don't say that to 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 brag or anything it's just like a almost like a just a, a case study and like you know you can you can make you can do more if you just sort of like it, you might you just might have to change everything about yourself i don't know it just depends <laughs> it, you might have to and i and i'd love i and anytime somebody asks me for advice on characters and stuff my my advice is always just like someone someone might be like oh i'm i'm thinking about doing this character and this and that and it's like i'm just just do it like what what do you have to lose are you are you i mean you're an independent wrestler 
you, you might have, you know, three or four bookings a month. Uh, it, it, you're not setting the world on fire right now. So you might as well try something new and you might as well try something that might, might catch on fire. So it's like, you don't really know unless you try. So yeah, I know it. And I know it's scary. Cause I, I went through the same thing. I was like, Oh, I just bought this new pair of gear. Well, I can't be damn bad now. There's <laughs> new pink gear. That's so cool. And then, you know, just when you kind of set all that aside and you just, you just do it. And and I have a lot of people to thank for that. Just like, like Ethan page and Josh Alexander and, and tons of people, Ricky Shane page. I, the list goes on as the people who just encouraged it so much that, and I respect those guys. And, and obviously they're, when somebody more successful than you kind of has advice, you, you, you might as well take it. There's no reason to just be like, well, he doesn't know what he's talking about. He's only, you know, making a living at this wrestling. <laughs> so yeah, I always, always listen to people who, who have it figured out because they have it figured out for a reason. Dude. Hell yeah. And it's been like, it's been awesome to like, see like the progression of this character too. And, and I, and I swear to God, like, uh, I don't remember I, my brain doesn't work too well, but I don't remember exactly what show it was, what freelance show it was, but it was something that you did. And then you, you fucking took your shirt off and I swear to God, it was the loudest pop I'd ever heard in that fucking building. Like the crowd, like literally like they were, they were just like so into what you were doing and then just sure came off. It was like fucking Austin 98, like just, <laughs> just fucking blew, almost blew the windows out of the building there. But that, that's like shit like that, that you see that and you're like, okay, like I, I, from my perspective, I'm like, okay, this is definitely working for him. I can, I can only imagine like being in the ring and just hearing that and just being like, oh shit, like this is definitely working. Like, <laughs> Yeah, that was an interesting, it was like, it was, just, it was just a scramble and I didn't, I certainly wasn't expecting that reaction, but yeah, it certainly was just. It's just cool to do stuff. I, I guess it's cool to have a character that can do stuff in the ring that, you know, kind of, oh, it's like, oh, that's a thing a dad would do. But it, it to, to sort of figure out those ways to mold that into like the context of a wrestling match, I think is my, my favorite part of it. Because it's like, you, you, there, there's been a lot of characters in wrestling where it's like, once it's in the ring, the character kind of falls off because mm -hmm. it's you can really do, uh, wrestle, you can't do wrestling moves you know, as whatever you're trying to be. But uh, I do love characters that, um, and like Warhorse does a great job of it where he's just like, you know, he'll be like headbanging or something. And then it turns into like headbutts and, and actually damaging the opponent and, and mm -hmm. doing it. Yeah. Uh, so things like that, uh, that's like my favorite part of like coming up with, with stuff that like, oh, this, is, this will be funny, but it's going to lead to me, you know, give my opponent a back body drop and take a big bump. So that's pretty cool <laughs> and stuff like that. <laughs> It's um, it's definitely more more creative too. Like you feel like you're you're yeah. fulfilling you're fulfilling not only your your desire to to entertain the crowd, but also to keep it creative for you and to, to be like okay, well I did this like this last time. Maybe I'll do it this way this time. And like just thinking of like cute little different ways you can switch up spots and mm -hmm. uh, it's it's I, I think about that sometimes too. Just being able to be more creative with the way you do things definitely helps attribute to like having fun in the ring which then of course transfers to the crowd who are like oh this guy's fucking having a blast like yeah that's and that's what you kind of hear when people when you when, it, when you talk about like putting all the pieces together i think that's a lot of people say that and it's hard to like actually figure out even what those pieces are but i think like what you just said is the biggest thing it's like 
you know, is this rest, does this wrestling match make sense? But am I also being creative, but am I also entertaining everybody? And do they understand what I'm doing? And what, those are the pieces you have to put together because if, if you've got all those, like you've got all those working together, then there's no reason you shouldn't be successful because that's what wrestling fans are there to see. Like, yes, you, you want to see stuff that's athletic and, and that's great. But when you add that creativity element to it, like that's what wrestling is. Like if, if I wanted to watch two people fight for real, they have that on pay-per-view for like $65 <laughs> every time, uh, whether you want to watch UFC or boxing or whatever. And, and, and I watch those things and they're great for what they are. But I think wrestling is one of those. It's like it, it, it's so much more because of the creativity. So it's like when you can start adding that um, and, and coming up with cool ideas for, for what you can do in the context of this. It should be a, it's just, it, it, you think it would just be a, a straightforward wrestling match, but you can add so many extra layers to it. And that's on you as like the performer to, to come up with that stuff and, and to give people or show people some stuff that they haven't really seen before. And, and it's hard because wrestling has been around forever and it's so accessible now that like, as anytime somebody does something, you know, cool on the independence, it's all over Twitter or whatever. And so it's, it's so hard to like stay fresh, but it's, that's the big challenge. And I, and I think instead of, you know, just, I think some people just decide, well, I can't do anything different because everything's already been done before. So I'll just do, you know, spots, A, B, and C that I've seen before. Like, that's fine. And it's, it's fine if you can do those things well, but it's, it's just such an extra, extra level of like, fun for you and for the crowd to just be able to do stuff that's that's different and to you you know just get your brain working to to come up with stuff that's maybe it's not necessarily funny but it's just like super creative of a way that you got into these different moves that nobody's seen before like uh, trey miguel with the he did like that sliding leap out of the ring and the canadian oh. destroyer on pay-per-view like so i cool. was like i just was like <laughs> yes like that like there, like there's so many things that are like okay, that was creative, but it was a little bit much and I didn't really get it. But like that one was like, that was super creative, athletic, and it looked like it'd be a badass move to hit on a fight if you could actually do that. And it's like, yeah, that's all the pieces together. Like that was awesome. And I think too, like a lot of times people, a lot of people's complaints with like wrestling sometimes are like, oh, oh that, that looked like too choreographed or, or whatever. But even like, like that, him slide, like obviously him sliding and like flying through is like, it's like, well, he had to be standing there for that. But like it, it looked like he just got him out of nowhere and it was like, Oh shit. Like I didn't see that coming. Like from a, like from a, from a fan's perspective, it's like, Oh, that's like, that's fucking cool. Like it's cool to see shit like that. Mm-hmm. No, yeah, that's awesome. And that's, you know, and I hadn't seen it before. And that's, that's what, that, that's, what's cool is being able to do. We can do stuff that nobody's, nobody's seen before in professional wrestling. That's been around for a hundred years and has gone through all these different, evolutions of stuff and the fact that we're like still coming up with new crazy stuff to do is like there's got to be a ceiling at some point but we haven't hit it yet so you know keep doing it (laughs) damn right um let's let's jump into some of these questions we got a a decent amount of feedback here on the the old twitter machine Mm -hmm. and uh let me find these really quick all right, we'll start right here. Uh, Jason Fetter on Twitter, he asks, uh, what arcade game did uh, you put the most quarters in? Ooh, that's a good question because I love arcade games. But um, I, um, 
I'm going to go Street Fighter 2. I've spent a lot of time playing Street Fighter 2. Um, I think as far as actually, like, there was an arcade that I would go to when I was younger, and I would always just, I, would, I had a Street Fighter 2 at home, but there's something about playing it on on the arcade that's just so different and so cool. I should get I should get one of those like Street Fighter like machines now that I have no money to or nothing to spend money on. But <laughs> <laughs> no, Street Fighter Two uh, favorite arcade game for sure. Dude, hell yeah! Um, Thomas, this guy's just Thomas is just at T H P M A S S L A N Thomas Lynn. It's very hard to say. Um, he says, who would win in a fight between RoboCop and Inspector Gadget? Hmm. I think you, you would think RoboCop because he's very dangerous and he can shoot you in the face. But I, I don't there's there's the unpredictability of Inspector Gadget that I think he's you never you just don't know what's like under his hat. So he might have something like way more dangerous than, you know, just RoboCop's gun. So I'm going to I'll go Inspector Gadget on that one. Yeah, I agree. I think like, especially like you said, the unpredictability of like what he could produce in his body. Because I've I've seen this guy pop out, like scissors, swords, rockets, and shit. Like, Robocop's going down. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, uh, at Daniel S W on Twitter asks, or he just says, metric or imperial. <laughs> I have no idea what that means. <laughs> I guess measurements. Um, I guess imperial oh. because USA number one. Okay, so yeah, we'll say imperial. So we're we're the only ones. We're the only ones in the world that use that, right? I think everybody I, else uses the metric system. Yeah, I I, I want to say Canada uses it, but then probably not. No, I don't think they use it. I think there is another country that that might, but it's I probably like some random ass place in like I don't know Europe, maybe. <laughs> Maybe like Poland uses it because they're kind of backwards too. So, and I can say that because I'm Polish. So. <laughs> I can make a Polish joke. Uh, at Ben at Ben Den V six asks, uh, he says, if I haven't been driving my car as much due to the pandemic, when should I get my oil changed? Mm, it's still I th- it's still three thousand miles unless you really just aren't unless you don't drive it for like a year, but. I think I'd still go 3,000 miles, but if it's really just been sitting there since like March, I think you got you got a few months to go yet before you might have to might have to change that. But um, no, I think I think I think he's good for now. <laughs> uh, at Byron Black six six six, he asks. He's got a couple questions here. Uh, what length should I cut my grass at? Mm. I think two two and a half inches is the uh, is the the ideal length. That regulate regulation length. Regulation one. <laughs> what regulation? <laughs> I don't even know. I don't um, know. It's association of dads or something. Yeah, the dads 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 across America. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he says, "Can I get my ear pierced?" Absolutely not. No ear piercings. What about septum piercings? Oh no, I don't. I, ooh, that just—it makes me uncomfortable just to think of that in there. But you know what? If that's your thing, uh, whatever, go for it. And absolutely no eyebrow piercings. That's, um, that's the worst. No, no. <laughs> uh, he says, "Can I borrow the car?" Uh, if you bring it back with a full tank of gas, sure. Damn right. 
Uh, and he says, "Do you need me to hold the flashlight?" <laughs> Always. If you if you can do it right, not everyone can do it right. So I guess we'll see. Maybe we'll hold tryouts for flashlight holding. Ooh, that'd be interesting. That'll be our quarantine challenge. Show me how well you can you can hold a flashlight, and we'll see. Steady hands. Mm-hmm. Um, at I am Richard H. He asks, uh, "What's the perfect cream to coffee ratio?" Mm, I mean, I'm a black coffee man, but if I'm feeling mm-hmm. spicy, uh, I guess just one cream. One cream is good. Any more than that, you're just drinking milk. Yeah, I agree. I'm. I've. I never was really a coffee drinker growing up um, until like maybe like maybe two three years ago. Uh, but I I love coffee now, and and I do drink it mostly black. Uh, and I make my own cold brew while I'm at work too, which is awesome. And I'm I'm more of like a like a like a one count if I do any cream, but like cream kind of fucks me up, so I I generally try to stay away from that. Yeah, I hate the I hate the way McDonald's does like their iced coffee because it's just if you don't ask for it, like with like not a lot of cream, it's just white. Like it's just like they mm-hmm. just hand. They just hand you a milk with ice, and it's like this is not, <laughs> not a coffee. I don't know what that is. <laughs> God damn! That, what are you doing, McDonald's? Come on! I don't know. They got you, good... think, you think McDonald's would have it figured out, but that's like they have not figured out iced coffee. <laughs> uh, our friends at Two Heels and a Face podcast uh, they ask uh, charcoal or gr- ugh, charcoal or gas grill. Um, always charcoal. I think the, the gas kind of gives the, it gives your burger a little bit of a, an odd taste. If you, if you charcoal, you, you're always going to get kind of that smoky, that good smoky natural flavor. So I'm, uh, I'm firmly, uh, I'm a King of the Hill fan, but I, uh, <laughs> I you know Hank Hill would, would kill me if I said this, but I am firmly against propane. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I think if, if I'm cooking steaks, I'm going to, uh, propane gas grill if i'm cooking burgers or, or dogs we're going charcoal because you got to have that that charcoaly taste with the burger like it really just kind of like makes it it makes it taste better i think yeah you can do i, I i've done some pretty good charcoal steaks though so I, maybe give that a try it's, it'll take a little bit longer but but they're still pretty good I'll, i'm definitely willing to give it a shot yeah. uh mgd or budweiser Oof, neither <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm a St. Louis guy, so it's always it's always you, bud. It's, it's always between anything and an Anheuser Busch product. Then, yeah, it's Budweiser for me. <laughs> if I had to, I mean, if it's there, I'll drink it. But those neither one would be my first choice. <laughs> uh, and then their their last question is Phillips or flathead screwdriver? Mm, Phillips, a good Phillips though. I I hate it when whenever the kids uh, they misplace the good Phillips. <laughs> Man, you could take the tool out. You always put it back into the tool the toolbox the way it's supposed to be. It's like my number one pet peeve is not having my good Phillips where I need it. <laughs> um, and our last last group of questions are from at Scrump underscore one on Twitter. Uh, one of the co-hosts of the PWT cast. Uh, he asks, uh, favorite memory with Effie. Oh man, that's, that's a lot. I think <laughs> so we had that match at freelance and I think the whole thing is like my favorite memory, but I really liked when, uh, I grounded him 
and made him <laughs> face the turnbuckle. And the crowd was just like so like into that and like were calling me like a sick fuck and all these like crazy, <laughs> crazy chants. And then and then we like made up and like hugged and then I and then I I turned on him with the with the the short arm clothesline. I think that's my favorite that's my favorite Effie memory. <laughs> Got it. that match was pretty fantastic as well. Um he also asked toilet paper or baby wipes. Ooh, you know what? I'm a recent um I'm a recent baby wipe guy. It's like it's like a whole it's like a whole new world down there when you when you got one of those couple of those couple kind of, of those. a, kind of a gross you, question. Have you have you tried out the uh those dude wipes? No, and I feel like it's just a baby wipe that's more expensive, but <laughs> They're supposedly they're they're flushable though. I don't know if baby wipes are or not. I'm I have never bought baby wipes, so no, the ones I, I got flushable ones. So no, I think it I think the dude wipe is just an extra dollar just because it says dude on it, but it's dude it's wipes. Wipe man. <laughs> uh worst insect you have to fight to the death. Like That's a strange question. Like it's a giant version of the insect, or it's just like me and this actual normal sized insect. Um, you choose. Let's go giant because I think giant insects are fucking terrifying. <laughs> okay, so a giant insect already terrifying. What's the worst giant insect? Um, probably a giant cockroach because you couldn't nuke, you couldn't nuke it. You it would it would just eat the world, right? Like <laughs> it would just it, survive everything. Yeah, you couldn't beat it. So a giant, like, house-sized cockroach would destroy the world for sure. Yeah, I think I would probably say like a giant praying mantis, just because they have those like crazy fucking claw arms. Just oh, cut yeah. your head off. That'll kill you. <laughs> uh, second to last question here. He says favorite and least favorite Pokemon. Hmm. Let's see. I mean, I'm old enough that like original 150 is all I know. I I think there's Same. like 150,000 now, so I couldn't even tell you anything that isn't from like the first one, but I think my least favorite was the I really didn't like Diglett. <laughs> it was just like a little a little hot dog just coming out of the ground and it's like is like the least i think he's just the least tough looking pokemon um but my favorite is um machamp because he's a wrestler so he's got the belt on he's the champion yeah, he's the champion that's so, the name yeah he's my favorite <laughs> hell yeah that's a good answer and his uh his last question here which is a is a is a theme of every episode uh he asks what happened to the lost city of atlantis and then he says, please know it was lost. Okay. Um, I don't know. I, I, that movie Atlantis, that Disney movie, I think. So good. I didn't like it. Really? I, I wanted it to be good. And because I'd actually only watched it for the first time, like on disney plus like a few months ago and i was like oh, i always oh, i was like it was like a movie that, like i wanted to see as a kid because like it looked so cool and then i watched it and i was like mm, this is not this is not good so um that didn't answer the question but it was a story about me watching disney plus so that's all you get 
The uh, did you know that the the guy who did the artwork for the Hellboy comics was also the guy who did the animation for that Atlantis movie? No, I didn't know that. I'm not sure why you would think I would know that. I don't know. I just I learned that recently, <laughs> and I was like, oh, I'm gonna tell it to everybody because any you're like the third person that's brought up the Atlantis movie, and I'm just like, fuck yeah, because I love that movie. Um, you're the first I person to say you didn't it. like it. I want to love it. I just it just didn't it didn't it didn't do it for me. I don't know. I'll tell you what's a good movie, and you go back and watch it. It's old movie, but it's um, Twenty Thousand Leagues Under the Sea. Oh like yeah, the sixties or something, fifties or sixties. That was a good ass movie, and like I, I don't know, just like watching some of these old movies on there. It's like you don't really, you don't really know expect them to be like amazing, but I, that was like one of the most like in like engaging movies I've ever seen. It might be one of my top ten favorite movies. It might be top five. I love that, 20 Leagues Under the Sea. Dude, I agree 100%. That, like, those movies, because there was, like, a bunch of movies that, that came out in, like, the 60s that were like that, uh, like, 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea, but specifically a movie that I, like, watched religiously as a kid was The Mysterious Island, which is kind of, like, a similar story, but there's just, like, weird shit happening on this island. There's, like, giant, there's, like, a giant chicken that, like, attacks them. There's a giant fucking crab. There's a lot of giant animals. That's kind of... Kind of seems to be the theme in these movies because it probably was just easier to like shoot it that way. Um, but it's I think they like run into like Captain Nemo and he's just like on this island as well. Like I think it's like it happens in the same universe. I have, I have to double check that. But if you haven't seen that movie, I would definitely check it out because if you like 20,000 Leagues, you might like this as well. I'm going to throw out a movie recommendation and I, and I don't want it. I, I'm not endorsing this film because it is it has like the little disclaimer that Disney plus puts on there. That's like, Oh, this was a racially insensitive movie or whatever their little, uh, little thing they put on there, but it's called the treasure of Matacumbe. And, and uh, there's just a lot that happens in this film. Um, there's, uh, it's, it's, it's a, it's a rated G like, obviously it's like a kid's movie. Like it's a Disney film, but, uh, the, the main characters have to fight, uh, the KKK. Okay. there's a dance off that leads to a sort of implied like uh, they try like they're, they're in this dance off with these like cowboys and then the cowboys try to kidnap the the woman in the group and they have to like fight all the cowboys to rescue the woman. And then there's a hurricane and there's uh, uh, Native Americans that come and try to kidnap them all, turn them into sex slaves. And whoa. See, I this movie nobody talks on this, but it's like you just watch it and you're like, and that's not even the half of what happens in this in this children's film from like the seventies, Treasure of Matacumbe. Not a good movie. I don't want to. I'm not going to say it's a good movie, but it will it will surprise you. <laughs> it sounds it, it sounds makes interesting choices. <laughs> I'm 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 no joke going to watch that movie this weekend for sure. Do it, and then and then tell me what you think. We'll do a follow-up episode, a bonus for the Patreon or something. Hell yeah! <laughs> <laughs> well, dude, thank you, thank you so much for like taking time out of your out of your schedule and uh, and sitting down and talking. I like this is like the the worst thing about doing like a podcast is just like ah fuck. I said I was going to do this every week, and now I got to like really do it every week, and yeah, sometimes it's hard. But that's my that's that was one of the biggest deterrents. I was like, oh, it'd be cool if I did that. And it's like, oh, I have to really I have to really commit to that. And I'm not a 
I'm not a, I don't like structure in my life. I just like to do whatever I feel like doing at that particular time. And it's like, I don't like to be like, Oh God, I got to record my podcast today. Like that would just really throw off my groove. So it's, but bless it's stressful you. sometimes, <laughs> but, uh, before we get out of here, do you have, uh, other than the show coming up, uh, if you want to plug that again, you can, uh, what, uh, what kind of stuff you got to plug, uh, any kind of merchandise, anything at all. The floor is yours, my friend. Yeah, so Glory Pro, our first show back is next Saturday, August 1st. Um, that's at 5 o'clock. It's sold out, but we are streaming live on IWTV, so you can check that out. Um, but if you want to check me out, um, at ThanksDanTheDad on Twitter and Instagram. Um, and then merchandise is at DanTheDad.BigCartel.com, and you can find that link on my Twitter and Instagram bios as well. And I've got some cool stuff on there, like shirts and then hats and then mugs that everyone's always talking about they want one of the dan the dad mugs and you can get those um in quarantine for you to drink your coffee out of when you're not leaving your house so your black coffee Uh, oh yeah drink drinking your black coffee out of it Mm -hmm. oh yeah well all right man uh i'm starving so i'm gonna go make a pizza uh uh, thanks for fucking talking to me uh we'll catch up soon All right, man. I'll see you later. Peace.